You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur podcast, the only podcast about extra work, background work. This week, my guest is the delightful Talon Warburton. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, my friend. Now, you, uh, you, I had you on the news radio podcast to talk about uh, your father's arc on news radio, your father being Patrick Warburton. And uh, it was then established that you do voiceover work for some very specific things, uh, specifically video games, but also cartoons, right? Yes, sir. Wonderful. So let us talk. tell people a little bit about who you are and the kind of uh, stuff you've been in first. So, um, well, speaking of extra work, that was actually how I got my SAG card. Um, oh. And, and uh, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Is It was screaming, glaring amounts of nepotism because it was the show that my dad was on was crowded. <laughs> and uh, so I, um, I think I could find some photos of that somewhere. I, awesome. there, was a, there was a cop bar and I wanted to be a cop. So they just threw a cop outfit on me. And, uh, you know, so I was, I, was, I was a cop at the cop bar uh, and, and crowded. And that was, uh, that was, that was my first gig. Um, and then... My first, uh, I think my first major major gig was Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series, where I did uh, voiced Trico Slatterus, who was the big baddie in an episode awesome. uh, of that. Um, <clears throat> I did some work um, for the game Hyper Universe. I just, I'm, uh, if you have Apple Arcade, I'm the main character in Spider Soars on that. If you want to play a Contra style game, and um, I also my under five bit for on TV was on Man with a Plan. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was a, that was a lot of fun working with Matt LeBlanc on that. Um, Amazing. And I got a few more things in the work right now. I can talk about some of them. Uh, Some I can not. And then I guess most recently though, I, I did some uh, extra work, uh, some miscellaneous characters in Final Fantasy VII, the remake. One of them ended up, (laughs) well, we were having some fun in the booth. I, I did one that sounded like my father. We were just having fun. He's like, all right, that made the cut. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we're, we're going to throw that one in there. I'm like, you go for it. And I think there was a Christopher Walken impersonation in there as well, somewhere in the dock district, if I'm not mistaken. So if you hear a really bad Christopher Walken, that's me. That's um, fantastic. <laughs> well, let's start here um, in terms of our, our regular standard issue questions. One, what's your first time on a set ever? Okay, uh, my first time on the set was actually when I was, uh, I think it was on uh, the dish uh, when I was a. Uh, no, actually, it's not true. I think it might have been. It might have been Seinfeld. It might have been Seinfeld. I wow, think I was. Okay. I was. I was very, very small at the time, and I remember after that, not long after that, my dad uh, did a, a a great movie called The Dish with uh, Sam Neill that he filmed in Australia. It's a feel good about mm-hmm. the Apollo Eleven mission. Really cool movie. And uh, I definitely remember the set for that because it was a giant radio telescope, which was very cool to Little Talon. Uh huh. That's amazing. Do you, uh, yeah? Are your memories kind of like just sort of fleeting uh, uh, that young of like Seinfeld or The Dish? Now I wouldn't say fleeting. I remember a couple different distinct sets. You know, I remember Less Than Perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember um, uh, Rules of Engagement pretty well. You know, sure. we, we we saw a few episodes of that. You know, that was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, in person, and then uh, the Tick. I was on there for maybe one or two episodes of that. That was a very interesting Love set, it. especially seeing him fully in costume. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a weird thing seeing your dad in a giant rubber blue suit. That's pretty great. Well, seeing my dad in full latex is nothing unusual. That came out <laughs> weird. Um, uh, that's not recorded. We can edit that out. That's not being recorded. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, we're not recording any of okay. this. Um, okay, good. Yeah. This is all just for me. Uh, he has one of the suits, right? Does he have a suit? The t- he 
had it for the vast majority of my life just recently he donated it to like this uh tv museum i think oh, okay. And, okay and so we no longer have that i'm afraid mm-hmm. um i was hoping that he would like i mean if i had the suit what i would have done is i would have i would have gotten like one of those like boxes commissioned that you see like in the bat cave you know where yeah. batman has one of his many suits i'm like it's okay. begging for that why don't you do that that would be so cool <laughs> you know but uh that's okay it's not my suit when i get my own super suit that's what i'll do so yeah because i mean i just feel like that's that's like you go down to the secret paint you open the secret panel there's a bunch of like just it's filled with pearl jam merchandise and then there's that then there's we are on the exact same page jason yeah, yes yeah. Th- that is just opens up and then yeah, of course. I mean, why would you not do that? Uh, I, you know, opportunity. I, I did interview on the same news radio podcast uh, a very nice lady who sells news radio uh, costumes, and she did she did her one story about your father was that he came in this no she ran into him and she's a very um, uh, vociferous person. She doesn't care who she talks to and and how much she talks to them. So she's like, "Hey, I have your suit at my store." She had one of the tick suits, and he's like, "No, you don't." I'm the only one who has one. She's like, no, I have one. And she turns out she did have a few pieces. She says she still has a piece, maybe, I think, sitting around of of one of the original, like one huh. of the, like maybe a B costume, you know, like not a hero one. Um, I actually should ask her what she has because I've, I've seen her, I've seen her insane storage facility and she's got some weird stuff. She gave me something from Tank Girl. She's like, you want this? I'm like, sure, I'll take a thing from Tank Why Girl. not? Yeah, why would I not? Um, so, all right, so you, that's your first time on a set. Is obviously as a little kid sort of following your dad around, I assume. Uh, do you know who you met on, like, maybe that first, uh, maybe on the Seinfeld set? Did you meet Jerry Seinfeld? Did you meet whoever was directing? The only time I remember meeting Jerry was uh, the red carpet for the B movie when we were brought oh. as kids to check that out. And of course. That's, I, I remember meeting him there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think my dad uh I think I met Jason Alexander on the set I think I do, okay. I do you know I do believe um that memory that's 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 pretty way back there I mean I have just it's very faint for that mm-hmm. one in particular I do I mean I have more memories with um I remember uh Andy Dick from Less Than Perfect I've got a funny story about Andy Dick mm-hmm. um <laughs> and and my lizard it's not a metaphor oh, yeah. yeah yeah um but <laughs> You know, here's the thing that may have come up on the other show, but I feel like, you know, this is a different audience. Uh, you can feel free to give people your Andy Dick story. Everybody's got one, apparently. Yeah, everybody's got an Andy Dick story. Well, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief and concise, but mm-hmm. more more. So my dad had his 40th birthday party. Crazy party here. Um, I was not invited because I was young and I didn't like loud music. I, I forever hold that against him. I thought it would have been a lot of. <laughs> great time. But Andy Dick, um, I've always had exotic reptiles and. Um, <laughs> this one's not that exotic. It was a bearded dragon, but somehow a very inebriated Andy Dick found his way up into my bedroom with somebody else because that's how they relayed the story to me. He mm-hmm. picked up my bearded dragon and I either kissed it or made out with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that traumatized him um, as much as a lizard can be traumatized. Sure, sure, sure. He's just like, you know, you, you thought he needed a, a hot rock before then. He's just like, it just chills forever for the rest of his life because... It, it, and yeah, he needed a hot it's... shower after that, not a hot rock. But uh, <laughs> you scrub and you scrub. But yeah, but um, it's that Andy Dick's not going to come out. Oh, come on over out. here, lizard. Um, boy, that's <laughs> upsetting. Yeah, that's it's so disturbing. Uh, let's talk then about your first extra gig. Uh, you know, here's the thing. We'll redirect. We'll redirect from Andy. Nepotism Dick. aside. You know, it's one of yes. those things where, like, extra gig, something like that, you're not really stealing a job from somebody. Everybody's already there, and they're yes. like, ah, oh, fine, somebody sent, fine, give them a fucking costume. We'll bring them on. Who gives a shit? Like, you're not. It's kind of how it went down. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, he introduced me to the right people. I talked to them, uh, casting, and um, yeah, that's how I got on. Did you feel, but were you like, at this point, were you like, oh, I want to act now? You, you knew. Well, it was, I, I have always had, you know, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect, you know, for all facets of acting too. And this is, and I'm like, and I, it's, uh, Yes, I did. I did. I did know that's what I wanted to do. I was doing it specifically uh, as well, too, with the mission of like, okay, I need to get enough credits to get my SAG card, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was that was that was my main focus because I wanted to. um, I mean, and I'm still learning. And and in retrospect, I kind of wish that I pushed it a little bit farther back because I think I kind of I don't know if the terms putting the cart before the horse. I don't know if that's right Mm -hmm. or not. I'm not sure. But um you know, I, I was in a rush. I was in a rush. I'm like, get as many credits as I can. And then I, lo- I missed out on a lot of awesome opportunities as well and chances to uh, be on camera for non-union stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm getting off track. Yes, I did know that I wanted to act mm-hmm. at that time. Yes, I did. What did it uh, What did it feel like? Well, just knowing that there was a, a full professional camera on you for the first time. Was it, was it weird for you? It, it wasn't usual. I yes, it wasn't usual. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel it was unusual, but it didn't feel um, unsettling. If that makes sense, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's time to deliver. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I like I like high pressure situations. Okay, I'm like, okay, we got it, we got it, we got to go. And I find that I don't. I, I typically operate fairly well when there's like a deadline. I'm like, okay, we got to do it now. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of liked the, I liked the pressure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, everybody was very, very professional. It was really cool working with all the other extras. You know, it's a, it was an awesome, extremely supportive. Everybody on that set was amazing and a real, real pleasure to work with. Yeah. Do you, were you, was it mostly, so it's a bar. Were you sitting or were you crossing? What, what, what was, uh, what I did, did you have to do? Both. I was sitting for some. I crossed for others. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of nervous for my first cross. I'm like, okay, don't. You know, it's it's like the thing. Like in, in an acting class, will tell you, it's like you know, you want to watch something funny. Have somebody stand across the room and tell them to, to walk normally towards you because mm-hmm. they're like, just just walk normally. And you're thinking about it, and then you've never seen such. It's like <laughs> it's like an alien in a skin suit. It's like that's this is your normal walking, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want that to be me. Just walk, Talon. Just walk. Don't you know? Don't, don't make a fool of yourself. And I didn't get any notes, so All I right. guess I was a convincing walker. Uh, that was at a that was at a movie theater, if I remember correctly. That was the set. I was a okay. I had popcorn. Okay, wonderful. Uh, so, <laughs> where, uh, how long was it? A full day, or was it just like yeah, a brief little full, thing? It was it was a full day. It was okay. a full day thing. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how uh, how many extra gigs did you end up doing after that? Five. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. And it, it was that a, a slow move to your SAG thing, or it took a couple months. Depend, mm-hmm. you know, there was there wasn't always a spot for me. There wasn't always a sure. spot for me, and I was trying to get auditions in between now and then. And sometimes it's been, sometimes I've been very fortunate, and sometimes it's been, you know, long stretches. I mean, like Jesus, this this quarantine, it's been a mm-hmm. bit of a, you know, qu- quite a dry spell for a lot of folks. And um, been trying to focus mostly on the voiceover in that aspect because um, you can do a lot of stuff from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, um, yeah, yeah. A couple, a couple months. Did you, uh, how, how soon after getting your SAG card after doing this sort of, uh, these few extra gigs, did you do your first voice? Uh, it was a while after that, you know, it took a while to, I mean, I've been taking classes for some time for voiceover, uh, getting coached and it was, uh, uh, 
I mean, I, I can't give you an exact. It, it was sure. it, between like six months and a year, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I, I did I did classes with Charlie Adler, David Sobolov, who I'm still working with. He's a tremendous pleasure. Um, Calmonton and Calmonton. Like I was doing the, the gambit, like you know, the recommended classes, and just trying to make connections. And it's it, it really gives you a, a real appreciation doing those classes for the skill that these men and women have. That uh, you know, there's there's so many different palettes and shades uh, of, of voice acting. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to realism, more cartoony, video games, um, commercial, promo. You know, it's 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 very n- nuanced, and it's really um, it's been very fun diving into that. Uh, what's the first time uh, you had to do a voice thing that you would classify as an extra? As an extra, um, mm-hmm. I had a one. I, I auditioned for one line. Uh, I guess there would be two. Um, there's a radio. I did a radio commercial for Soresto. Mm-hmm. Where all I said was the word Soresto. I was a dog that likes Soresto. I had one word. <laughs> I had one word, and uh, that would. I mean, like you got it. I will say. I will say the heck out of Soresto. And uh, so, if you heard the the Soresto dog on TV or radio, that was yours truly. Probably, maybe. I don't know how many Soresto commercials they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like full uh, official official extras would be um i mean when i was did hyper universe that was one of the playable characters so it wasn't necessarily like background noise or walla mm-hmm. but in final fantasy 7 that's like designated extra like it was miscellaneous characters you don't play as them they kind of talk to you you don't really interact with them you walk by them you hear them talking so that would be my first um extra that's uh, amazing voiceover gig how many pages of dialogue do you think that was we had quite a few um you know because they had they, they, they hired a couple actors men and women to do that they wanted a each person had to have kind of like a range of voices that they were willing to throw out there because they had quite a lot of characters to fill and cast in this world, you know. Sure. So we had to take on a bunch of different roles. Like I had to be a young drunk guy, an old drunk guy, you know, the the security guard, you know, the the dock worker, um, and just kind of experiment around. So wait, what was the question again? <laughs> no, I'm serious. How many, what was, uh, how many pages? Uh, how many pages? Uh, how many pages? I'm just going to throw out a number. It was yeah. quite a few, actually. I, I think it was like between like 12 to 15 pages. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, because we, we we were there. I, I was there for four hours recording, mm-hmm. you know, so that wasn't like a... So it was a pretty heavy chunk of extra work. Yeah. No, that's that's not nothing. It's And it, I that is harder work, I would imagine, than uh, just being on camera. Because, you know, one thing it's one thing to cross from one side of the camera to the other. It's another when you are like argue inarguably a part of just the whole atmosphere it is and i I think i don't even know if i would fully necessarily consider it like extra work because it's still it's voice acting you know so it's it's uh and you have to play those characters so i i I don't know where the line is blurred you know so i was not the main character Mm -hmm. i couldn't you couldn't you couldn't interact with me i was i wasn't a uh but it was still a speaking character so i don't Mm -hmm. know if if that um um but most of my i have done a bit of designated extra work and most of that was on crowded yeah yeah Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, because I I would say even though you're speaking in a video game, it is this weird weird thing where it's it's almost like when uh, people do ADR but for the room, you know, like where they dub over everything the extras didn't get paid to say. You know, it's gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there's it, it, there's an interesting experiment uh, you can do if if you guys have the software. It take you know get some audio from your favorite movie where there's a crowd scene. Pull out the the center channel, which is not that hard to do. And just listen to the bullshit people are improvising slash. Usually it's improvised in movies, but that's the the big difference, too, is movies, they tend to roughly improvise the ADR for that kind of thing. Whereas for a video game, 
sounds like it's pretty strictly scripted. It was strictly scripted. Uh, there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of improv for that one, at least when I did it. Mm-hmm. And that's the one, again, that where you did an impression of your father and then did yes. your Christopher Walken. Do you want to do your Christopher Walken for me, or oh. do you want, not want to? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't give, I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's good, you know... It's crazy. I mean, wow. Be on this podcast, Jason. You know, I was a dock worker. It's it's okay. I don't know. I mean, they liked it enough. There's some that do it better, but it's okay. You know what I'm. You know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, of course. So, right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not winning any awards for it. But uh, we, mm-hmm. we. I'm pretty proud. Pretty proud of my Patrick Warburton impersonation. I will say that I think that one's pretty solid. Sure. No, it's yeah. fair. You know, I will say. I, I also thought recently uh, on the news radio podcast we've been doing uh, this thing where we revisit scripts and see what's different. And uh, it's a it's a little harder for us to do an impression of let's say anybody on the show other than Andy Dick. Um, <laughs> and I have thought since I do have a couple scripts from the, the the final season of News Radio, if if there are any with extra parts with your dad, maybe if you're up for it, maybe we should have you do mini stage readings with us on the on the show because no pressure. But there's fun. There's only two people who can do that voice. Um, yeah, that's right. But. Uh... <laughs> And that is that that's kind of the key to get into his voice, isn't it? Just say, yeah, that's right. And I feel like yeah. that is kind of that and the squinting. You can't do it if you don't squint. <laughs> it's very important, Jason. <laughs> Does he love this or hate this when he hears you do it? What's his oh, name? he's great. Oh, it's great. He he promotes the hell out of it. It's uh, we have a lot of we he, he loves it. He loves it. Definitely not. Uh, there's no hate. Well, that's good. That's good. So he's a I nice guy. That's good. Patrick Warburton's nice a nice guy. You guys heard it here first. Yes, you heard yeah. it here first. Everybody no said nice things. Nobody's ever, I've never heard anything bad about the man. Uh, he's just scary. Your dad is a giant man and he scares me. He's, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's frightening. Uh, the only thing maybe is that he gave away his tick suit. Uh, although it seems like he did it for a nice reason. It is a noble cause, I promise you. Noble, noble cause. I've gotten a lot of my stuff because, uh, you know, with with my dad as the type that I've auditioned for. So I wasn't, I haven't been offered anything but usually when i see patrick warburton the breakdown because he's got a pretty iconic style Mm -hmm. um i just throw in a little bit of extra warburton and i've gotten stuff sometimes and there's been plenty of times where i haven't gotten it you know actually i Mm -hmm. I got called in to do a voice match for him Mm -hmm. i got a call back for that and then somebody else got it i'm like what the excuse me (laughs) excuse me Oh, I was a little bit indignant but that's okay it's a fun it, it, it was a funny it's a funny story it's like his son talon warburton did not get who does a better version of my dad i ask you i'm still trying to track down this man but That's uh remarkable it's crazy <laughs> but uh for man with a plan they were looking for like a young putty patrick warburton type so mm-hmm. i walked in there you know it was like as i'm just taking the daughter out to dinner and i just kind of added a little bit of extra you know that just you found that part of the register is like hey is kate ready for dinner yet you know just like <laughs> like a young kind of <laughs> and uh so that's how I got that gig. Uh-huh. <laughs> How's your Brock? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to go take care of something. I think. <laughs> Where are the boys? <laughs> there we go. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> they hit me with a truck. Um. Dane? Uh, boy, oh, boy. That's, I see your uh, man of culture as well. Venture Brothers is also it's my favorite. the best 
show. I it's mean, the best show. It's the best I mean, show. if it wasn't for that show, I wouldn't have. I mean, James Urbaniak's been a, a guest on Comedy on Vinyl a million times because of Venture Brothers and other things. But it's Venture Brothers. I mean, that's Venture Brothers. It's Venture Brothers. How do you, how do you not? Um, how about okay? So I I know obviously through your dad uh, and stuff. You've you've met. Uh, tons of famous people. Your dad's a famous people. Uh, but through through doing uh, any of these jobs, have you met uh, anybody new who you you never met before or worked with anybody? Yeah, hit me. Uh, absolutely. So I think it was such a it was a tremendous pleasure and honor uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy because we were all working in the same room and there was just a ton of huge voiceover names in there like uh, David Sobolov, you know, who's one of my mm-hmm. teachers. He does all. I mean, you know, IMDb like RoboCop. He was in Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like pretty much every Transformers. Um, I think Soundwave is. His talking voice is literally like this. Like that's his regular talking voice. It's Rap. insane. Yeah, um, I, I'm actually gonna be. Uh, he's the one that's helping me work on my demo reel right now. He does awesome, awesome work. So, freaking phenomenal work. Um, which we're actually recording tomorrow. Um, so for my my new one. But anyway, um, Troy Baker, who is in everything, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was was uh, was next to me. Really cool guy. Kevin Michael Richardson, who's just oh. the sweetest coolest dude fred tattishore amazing uh james arnold taylor you know mm-hmm. it's um and i think i'm missing somebody but just to give you that's that idea like and I, when i was in that room i walked in i'm like one of these things is not like the other <laughs> i am i am the fresh meat these guys are all like seasoned vets you know I, I gotta you know make sure i deliver but it was uh it's a high pressure environment and the adrenaline was flowing and it and it, you know I, I had a few notes but it uh, i think it came out pretty good that's amazing that's that's I mean, that's the dream. I mean, the dream, uh, you know, uh, well, for voiceover folks is, of course, to work with those kinds of people. I feel like it's more common once you're in the room there, uh, you know, there it's more common. You're going to be running into your heroes in voiceover. It, it is. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. But, you know, it's something that I definitely want to emphasize and I really want to emphasize right now, too, is this is, you know, a lot of people think since my dad is who he is, that's going to that's where everything comes from. And mm-hmm. I will right. say this, and I, I've intentionally kept, I, I lost like one of my old phone, but pretty much every single voiceover audition I've ever done, mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds, including ones that my dad was the breakdown for. And out of those hundreds, like I, one out of every 100 to hear something back from, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. You know, and, I, yeah. like, and, I, and, I, and I've worked before, damn it, you know, and it's just like, they're like, oh, it's just just hand, and I just hand shit to you. No, that's mm-hmm. that is not, it's not, that is not, it is, you have to get, you do not get feedback, <laughs> right? You 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 do a good job, and you hope that it matches the bill. You might hear back from six months. You will probably never hear back. You they might call you back for something, but but damn, you know it's. And I was actually having a talk with David about this today. It's just it, it can get very disheartening, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you 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 look you're like oh there must be something wrong with me with my stuff, you know, and that's why a lot of people quit. But you just have to just keep sharpening that axe, and eventually, you know, if mm-hmm. you're nice enough to work with you know they like your stuff eventually you start building up that network but yeah to quote my uh, one of my other acting teachers something that i have to constantly remind myself is this business is neither linear nor a meritocracy you know right. so right it's, it's just it's a gamble you have to work hard yeah but you but you don't necessarily have anything to show for it Depends. and you and you cannot this is one of those where you cannot get in because of who you know at least not in the same way i mean i've met mm-hmm. all of my voiceover heroes now uh, except for the one who's dead, I've met. And all it's of hard them. to do. That it happens. is difficult, yeah. And and like it's like, and they know I, lo- I I do voiceover. I never pushed it, but I was just like, hey, you're a fan of mine. Uh, you're a fan of mine, is what I said to Rob <laughs> Paulson. 
He's like, oh, yeah, I am. And I was like, no, uh, other way around. I'm a huge fan of, of these people. And, and I've had, but, you know, that doesn't that doesn't do me anything. You know, knowing them is great. Following them, studying them. Cool. But it's it's one of those where like, no, you're in the room if you if if you do what they want, exactly what they want. Exactly what they want. And sometimes they don't know what they want until they hear what they want. Like uh, the, the way the, the way I love to hear it, one of my teachers, too, she's like, uh, they're picking ice cream. You know, you might have the best <laughs> strawberry in the world. But if they're looking for caramel, if they're looking for cinnamon, you know, it's not. It's, it's just it's just not in the cards necessarily, but they might yeah. put that away. And mm-hmm. I have had that happen before where they're like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, maybe you'd be good for this, you know, or something. That's kind of that's actually how I, I got the Final Fantasy thing, too, is, you know, they heard mm-hmm. they just heard some stuff that they liked on my reel, you know, and they just touched that away. They're like, you know what? So like, cause I, I did not audition for that. I just oh, got okay. a, I just I just got a call from that because they heard my reel at one point. And so that was uh, nice. I mean, it's every 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 job's different. Let's talk about your first line ever, because I do always ask, like, what was your first line in anything, and have you ever been bumped up to a line? Uh, it's rare that that ever happens, where somebody goes from, "Oh, I'm an extra." Oh, here you get a you get a line today. My first line ever, actually, I think I could make it happen. Something I try to do is, uh, let's see, here we go. My first line ever. Mm-hmm. My first line ever would have been Hyper Universe. In that okay. video game it was a video game you know it was it was multi it was a different platform you could do it on xbox you could do it online it was like a side-scrolling moba and it was just uh you know i played this hyper american boxer named lewis and he was a fun uh he was a fun you know it was a fun character i think i think the servers might have finally shut down for that it didn't have like the hugest player base you know because uh most people weren't a fan of that exact style format but it was okay. um it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do fighting games. You got to do like emotes and stuff like punches and super attacks and like victory lines and defeat lines. And uh, yeah. so that was my first official recorded line that I got paid for, I would say. Okay. Uh, how uh, do you have any, are there, what kind of lines are in a game like that actually now that I think about it? What kind of lines were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, you know, let's start with a warm up. Like, all right, you want to go? Let's go, you know, let's go two for two. You know, like, mm-hmm. kind of like that. There was a little bit of Warburton there. It's like kind of this cocky. Sure. And then, like, you know, a lot of, ha, you know, ha, you know, like punches, noises, and. <laughs> That, was, that is a skill, by the way. Doing effort noises of any kind, I'm I I am in awe of when people do those. Like, well, it seems I, difficult. I mean, I yeah, I'm still working on it. You know, it's. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm working on the school of D. Bradley Baker right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that guy's insane. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like creatures, particularly, but uh, you can do anything. Do you have a particular, is there anybody that you draw from more when doing voiceover or is it just a matter of, no, I'm acting, I do the best voice or is there somebody who has influenced you heavily? Well, other than my, oh, other than my dad. Um, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I do def- definitely do have some like favorite voice actors, and the way that I like to think about that, it's kind of like um, who's the who's the guy on The Simpsons? Uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. I think it's, yeah. Hank like I think he, he talks about a lot of his voices come from impersonations. Like Chief Wiggum is, uh, I think he's the one that just he, is is uh, Al Capone. Robinson. Or Edward G. Robinson. Or, I thought it was Al Capone. No, it's not like what's that. I think it's Edward G. Robinson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, be- I believe you. You see, you, you came up with that very quickly, so I'm probably wrong. But um, it's an impersonation of him like he said a lot of his voices were impersonations and that's kind Mm of what i'm finding like i'm finding that you know i i naturally find characters that i like in animation and i kind of do my own version of that and sometimes i get pretty close and sometimes it's just in living in that world like you know 
Benedict Cumberbatch's smog. You know, that's probably one of my favorite bits of voice acting I've ever seen. I'm not, I, I, I much prefer the original Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings, but watching him do smog was a lot of fun. It's just, it's, it's a tremendous treat from a voice acting perspective. Good movies, good movies, but you know. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, like I take inspiration from that for like some of the stuff that I have on my reel. And then, you know, you got like, uh, you know, you have like a Cockney orc or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. and so what I've done with that is like, uh, you know, I mean, so like, I don't know the, the method with other voice acting coaches and demo real places, but I mean, a lot of people think that voice acting is just uh, do, making silly voices. And it's, it's really sure. not that, you know, you have to, there has to be layers. It has to be a, a character. Like, can you laugh as that character? Can you cry yeah. as that character? You know, voice acting is acting. It's not just, uh, you, you, you it's uh, impersonations help, you know, it's, yeah. it's, but they're all tools in a toolbox and you have to get more tools and you polish those tools. So yeah, the hardest we, thing to do is an yeah. impersonation beyond the words you've already heard that person do. Like, you know, I do a show every month where I do an impersonation, but I've heard them say every one of those fucking lines. But if somebody throws something at me and we occasionally improvise, uh, I have to be ready to do that improvisation in character voice. I can't just be fucking around playing me all of a sudden, you know, it's complicated. It is complicated. It's a it's a it's, it's a skill. And the skill like anything, you know, repetition. The more you do it, the easier it gets. You know. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about you know? There is a at least it, it was an old trope that sometimes video game acting could be weird and stilted. Is there? And I think it was always because oh no, they're rushed when they're acting. Are you ever rushed when you're doing video game acting? Do you think the environment has changed since that was a, a trope? When I when I did it, no, I was not rushed. You know, we no. had our time. We had our timetable, and you know, I mean you know sometimes it was like moving on you know like we sure. you know we 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 were going to get what we were going to get you know we, we we didn't get stuck on too many lines you know yeah. and uh i just had the good fortune to work with some very talented directors that knew how to talk to act i mean not all directors the directors that know how to talk the best to actors are directors who are also actors themselves or who have acted before you know um and i found that very helpful like mm-hmm. uh because I did, uh, I did my video games at PCB Productions, um, and uh, that's uh, yeah, no, no, that's um, not rushed, not rushed at all. You have to make more acting choices, also, when you're doing. I mean, that's another thing too. Uh, people don't quite think about voice acting as acting, but that is what it is. Uh, so calling what again, we spoke about this earlier, but uh, you doing quote unquote extra work, what I would call extra work, even though it's there's speaking. Um, how much time do you have to process what your character's going through? Even they're not really going through anything necessarily, but I mean, how much do you put into it? Most of that, I mean, everybody has their own methods. You know, I, I feel like there are times that I could spend more time on it, but you know, you definitely, as soon as I get the script, I go over it a few times and I try to think about how I'm going to do each of them and mm-hmm. take the notes of what I'm going to have going into the session of how they're going to want to run things, you know, but yeah. what I try to like to remember is, is, you know, when we do have, you know, the good fortune of uh of booking a job you know you booked it for a reason they thought you're the one for the part so they're, 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 they already like how i'm doing it so my my little mantra is just okay just just be malleable when i go in there you know just like be able to roll with the punches and i've just tried to always be somebody who can take that direction well so i look over the material i see you know some material i spent a couple hours on some material not not quite as long you know if it's, it's if i'm mm-hmm. like I, I have this in the, in the bank and then uh, you know, for the Final Fantasy one, though, I spent uh, I probably spent a couple hours on that practicing different voices. Yeah, no, I would imagine it's got to be. Um, I, I I feel like I would be 
more nervous doing that than maybe just about anything else if only even though it's some people would think of, of it as an incidental but if you get it wrong and you're in the background it can throw stuff off man it can it can it, it breaks immersion it breaks mm-hmm. immersion you know but also on that vein you know if you i know i fall in the same trap as a lot of people i overthink the hell out of things so i i, I usually try to catch myself before i fall down that rabbit hole like i'm gonna ruin the whole damn game they're gonna hear that mm-hmm. uh, and i don't know if it broke i don't think the the the, the the dad, my dad impersonation broke the immersion for everybody. It kind of just was more of an Easter egg than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's, I did, I did see somebody on Twitter was like, "Hey, is this you in this game?" And your dad proudly was like, "No, no, that was my kid." A lot of people on Twitter were like that. They're like, "Is it yeah. you?" He's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not me. No, it's my son. Strapping young lad. Very proud of him." <laughs> uh, my favorite thing he's done in a long time is Lemony Snicket. That's just a side note. I just thought it was a delight to see him there. Like getting to see your dad get that much screen time, it's been a while for me. And I was just like, this is It has amazing. been a while, and I'm, I'm glad to see that happen with him too. But And also playing a part that, uh, not typical, not typical. For it him. isn't, you're right. Yeah, I liked it. Still very dry though, which is definitely oh, typical course. for him. I mean, if, if, if you have him in your back pocket and you don't have him be as dry as a bone, then what, what are you doing? What are you doing what are you, with yourself? What are you doing? He's wasted. But exactly. he's, very, he's a very dynamic actor. He can do all sorts of stuff, but that is definitely one of his specialties. Sure. And why would you not lean into it? Again, it, 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 it buys you a nice big acrylic box for your tick suit that you gave away <laughs> in, your, in your cave. I hope he has a secret cave. Um, if he doesn't, again, what's he doing? I would uh, know at this point because I would have helped him build it. That's but... probably true. Unless, he, unless he's, okay, but unless he's waiting for you to get to a certain age where he then reveals to you the Warburton cave, at which point he's like, I'm now passing it on to you, son. God, I hope so. That'd be really right? cool. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. I'll let you know. If, if there's to. any actor who's a secret superhero, it's probably him. It's probably him. What time you said that? He's going to love that. He's going to love that. Uh, we have one segment on the show. It is called Five and Over. And uh, that is where we take any role you've done extra, you know, no lines, uh, five or under, anything like that, and you turn it into a spinoff. If it's a comedy, it can be a drama. It doesn't matter if it's a comic book. If it's a comic book. If it's a TV show, it can be a comic book. It doesn't matter how it's spun off. Uh, hit me with what you you think your spinoff would be oh i got one so my under five man with the plan i was uh you know i, I played uh, danny uh who <laughs> picks up their i think she's like a sophomore in high school and they're like this is a senior you know like because i you know i'm i'm six I'm four i was 240 at the time you know so i'm picking up their daughter so <laughs> it's a guy who's way too big for high school who looks like he's <laughs> <laughs> mid 20s but he's not mid 20s he's actually 18 or 17 mm-hmm. so <laughs> i don't know um something about giant high schooler um, giant high schooler <laughs> giant high schooler um high school man <laughs> i don't know soft man soft man <laughs> that's what we'll call it not okay. soft man that sure. sounds kind of weird but soft sure. man soft man yeah no that's good that's or junior good. junior kind of works too i mean that's, sure yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you could still, you, you're fortunate, you know, you could, you could still pull that off for a few more years, and then even when he, unless it's cartoon style, and regardless, he's in high school for the rest of the series. If that's what happens, and we're really breaking reality, I also like that as an option. I also like that as an option. It's a lot of just love. floating, like you're there for 20 years, you turn 40, 50, 60, like you just keep going and going and going, and, and he's still in high school, and it's the same year. 
If it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, I don't hate the idea. I do not hate the idea. Um, no, that's good. Uh, well, uh, I have a few bonus questions that I've started asking people. Sure. Uh, they, they just sort of come up as things go. Uh, have you ever done a stunt? Have I ever done a stunt? Yes. I mean, I was in a stunt <laughs> fight for a short film. A uh, okay. stunt fight in a short film. You know, that's we had something. a stunt. We had a stunt coordinator. Um, it was Michael um, the Camp. He did. He did. He was a stunt coordinator for Jordan Peele's Us, which was really cool wow. to have him. Yeah, he, he was a friend. That's one of those things where it's like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and uh, it was really fortunate to have him. So he helped me kick my buddy's ass. You know, I, I beat the I beat the ever living crap out of him, then killed him with a shovel, and that was the stunt. You know, it was lots of knees and punches, and Amazing. so that would be the stunt. I would say that's good. That's good. Not everybody has anything like that. Uh, Favorite craft service item? Oh my god! Okay, I remember one time they had this cookie cake. It was just like this. I, it was like this fresh chocolate chip cookie cake. It was like this thick. Mm-hmm. It was this thick, and they had a fresh thing of vanilla ice cream right there. And you put that chocolate syrup, caramel, nuts, little cherry on top, and it was decadent. It was. Oh I. Th- that's the most clear memory I have of a very special craft service item. Oh my god! That sounds amazing. So it much was. better than the than the Trader Joe's peanut butter pretzels, which, by the way, great. But I mean that 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 is fantastic. Woof. Okay. Uh, oh, have yeah. you ever? And again, don't feel ashamed about it. it. Happens all the time. I talk about it a lot. Have you ever fucked up a take? Oh yeah. I mean, fucked up a take. Yeah. I mean, it was like. Yeah. Uh, well, define fuck up because I okay, have a, well, I, I have a scale of how I as an extra, take. you know, and I was an extra about a hundred times. Uh, you know, you do a thing and they have to call cut because of something you did wrong. Um, I've done it I, as an as, you know as an extra. No, but when I was doing my under five with Dan, you know, with Danny, I had quite a few takes on that one because I, I was I was nervous. Mm-hmm. It was my first time in front of a live studio audience. It was my first time acting in front of a audience, you yeah. know, because I didn't do theater in high school. I didn't do theater in college. I didn't do theater in middle school because I was too scared to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I, not, it wasn't until I got older. I've always been kind of a clutch person in my life. Like I wait until the end of the time. It's like tick tock, tick tock, you know, <laughs> and, and I wish that wasn't always the case. But so I didn't have that experience. So my first time, it was very scary, you know, so I a lot of my practice went out the window and it took mm-hmm. some time you know i was like i'm like ah, i'm slowing down production ah you know but eventually i was able to you know once the nerves quasi went away <laughs> yeah get what they needed why don't you tell people uh, i know this is a weird time to ask for promotions because who knows if anybody's got anything coming out but do you have anything coming out that people can watch or some old stuff people can watch so com- stuff coming out i mean or if you want to see the the voiceover stuff i did um you, if you have disney plus i'm on guardians of the galaxy season three the episode is called we are the champions and you can see me play a big blue douchebag am i allowed to say that um mm-hmm. trico so it's a lot of fun uh wait am i allowed to say that oh yeah oh good thank you oh great yeah. great great um so i just i i was very fortunate um so as a voice actor i, I learned about acx you know doing audiobooks mm-hmm. i had to learn a little bit of audio engineering, a bit of a crash course in regards to what was required of us, but I was fortunate to book a book at the beginning of quarantine, and man, there's been a lot of ups and downs learning about stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. But it's it's called Thug Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and it's a cookbook, and it's uh, it's about making healthy uh, vegetarian recipes, but it's a bit it's a bit salty. Like, I, I kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's a foul-mouthed cookbook. Love it's a, it. It's a lot of fun. That should be coming out uh, later this year, hopefully, or early next year. It's it's gone through quality control recently, so that's mm-hmm. going to be. And then I'm going to be working on a pilot, 
next month. Uh, mm-hmm. Two two pilots, uh, which I can I can just say that I'm working on them. So hopefully they become something. One is an animated pilot, and one is on camera. And my awesome. father is actually involved with that one as well. Amazing. And uh, so the book's the only thing that's officially coming out. So Thug Kitchen, when that drops, it's not dropped yet. Mm-hmm. But check it out if you want to. If you want me to help you cook some nice, healthy, tasty veggie recipes. You know what? I'm just going to tell everybody: go to StolenDress.com. That's where all my other podcasts are. The News Radio podcast, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, which Talon has been on, uh, very kindly did that show. It is technically ended, but we are still doing episodes every once in a while. It is ended in terms of a weekly thing. Go listen to Comedy on Vinyl, where we talk about vinyl comedy records. Uh, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, where my best friend and I uh, talk about uh, comedy, uh, our own comedy. This week. Uh, will be our episode 200 which is an insane lengthy stupid episode uh with multiple characters played mostly by us um so anyway that is it talon thank you again for doing the show my pleasure sir and as i say every week everybody i'm sorry i missed your thing i don't own a tv so you can find the professional blur on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher and anywhere else you find podcasts and follow jason on instagram at jason Klom and follow his hashtag the professional blur Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>